Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Grade Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. This show on Tuesdays is our waiver wire show. No guest, just me here with you guys. Of course, we are sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. You should download the app on the iOS store or the Google Play store, or just go to underdogfantasy.com on your browser. Use the promo code GRID. You can hop in there and get a free wager inside of their Pick'em game. And actually, just as of this morning, they launched an in-season best ball tournament. Yeah, you heard me. We got some information. We know some injuries. Pretty, I, I really enjoy these in-season best ball tournaments. I will be aping some entries in to the in-season best ball tournament. The $10 entry, $100,000 prize pool, $20,000 first place. Um, so yeah, I, I will be aping into that. They also have an NHL best ball tournament, an NBA best ball tournament. I would encourage you guys to get in there. And now we are going to look at the waiver wire this week. Got to be honest with you guys, it's not a particularly great week. Again, last week also not a particularly great week. Uh, you know, I try to do a decent amount of coverage for my guys who are grinding the high stakes leagues, the FFPC, and, uh, you know, just your your average 12-team home league. And I I think the conversation has to begin with Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman. Nothing interesting to add on Chuba Hubbard. He is, um, you know, he's going to be owned in all of your guys' leagues who are listening to this most likely. I would imagine if you are seeking out in-season Fantasy World podcasts, you are probably playing in, you know, very competitive leagues. And Hubbard is going to be owned in your league. But... Royce Freeman might not be owned. So after Christian McCaffrey got injured last week, he played his first, uh, he got his first touches. He had five carries for 17 yards, one target, one reception. Um, You know, I I guess that it's fairly interesting that they worked him in right away. So in that game, McCaffrey played 22 snaps, Hubbard played 40, which was good for 55%, and Royce Freeman played 11 I am going to be throwing out some low-dollar ads on Royce Freeman personally. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that uh, that is a, a good idea. Um, and even in even in twelve-team home leagues, right, where where Hubbard is already owned, I think that there are some good bids to be thrown out there. I think for main event stuff, I'll probably throw out between thirty and. $55. So that is, you know, 3% to 5% of the, uh, of the bid. And that's what I'll be doing on Royce Freeman. You know, not that I think Royce Freeman is, is any great player or anything like that, but I, I do think that other than Hubbard, he does headline the running back position, other guys who need to be owned, you know, obviously Cordero Patterson hasn't been picked up in your league at this point, pick him up. If someone drops Zach Moss in your league, pick him up. 
uh, if someone has dropped Giovanni Bernard. I actually know that Giovanni Bernard was dropped in. Um, I know that he was dropped in a bunch, but he didn't see a carry. But he was tied for the team t- lead in targets and ten. He really did just play that. Uh, he really did just play that James White role that we were imagining him. And I don't think the Buccaneers are going to lose that many games this year. But games where they do lose are games where there's a chance that they fall down a touchdown or 10 points or whatever. I definitely think Bernard will be valuable there. And then I guess the other guy that we need to mention is Peyton Barber. Does seem like Jacobs is going to return to practice this week. The Raiders faced the Chargers and you might be like, well, you know, Barber is just not going to play at all. But he just had more targets. Barber Barber actually just had more targets than Kenyon Drake in their last game at, coming off of a 23 carry game. Also, you know, to be fair, Barber has played well and Drake has been less involved than we thought. Um, and then last, Amir Abdullah. He is, uh, Amir Abdullah, basically the same thing as Royce Freeman. He is the speculative stash if this ankle injury for Dalvin Cook persists over multiple weeks and something were to happen to, uh, if something were to happen to Madison with uh, Kenny and Wangu on the IR, Mike Boone in Denver, and, um, Oh, AJ Rose Jr. is a practice squad guy, but I think Abdullah would get the first crack. He's maybe like a $1 guy this week. But just in general, we are kind of at a a weird part of the season where you are probably more interested in adding wide receivers and tight ends because you're trying to fill in holes on your roster as opposed to, um, you know, they're just right now, we just don't, like we had Elijah Mitchell in week one, but we haven't had a widely... Uh, a widely available, you know, handcuff running back since Elijah Mitchell. We didn't have one last week. We didn't have one this week. Um, so, so I think the wide receiver position is a little bit more interesting. Just mentioning some guys who 100% need to be owned in all leagues. Ruggs, Sanders, Beasley, Hardman, Watkins, Kirk, both the Patriots guys, Jacoby Myers. Um, I think even Hunter Renfro. If Tim Patrick is out there in any of your leagues, he needs to be added. If MBS is out there in any of your leagues, he needs to be added. Um, but I, I assume that those guys are all mostly owned in serious fantasy leagues. But of course, the most interesting name this week is going to be Josh Gordon. He signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. He is reinstated. Uh, he is maybe going to be active this week. Uh, you know, Josh Gordon was an All Pro in 2013. He is half a decade removed from the last time he was, you know, a, a serious NFL talent. In fact, if you go look at Josh Gordon's game logs, the last time he played was in 2019. Uh, his best game in that season was for the Patriots before they cut him and he signed with the Seahawks. He had 11 targets, six receptions, 83 yards, uh, did score one touchdown in week one of 2019. Uh, the last time that he eclipsed. 500 yards was that 2018 season where he got cut by the Browns and then signed with the Patriots. He's only ever been over a thousand yards one time. Look, I'm not here to be the no fun police, but is Josh Gordon a really good waiver wire ad? I, you know, I think for FFPC main event teams, this is the argument that if Josh Gordon has rediscovered whatever it was that made him so good at football, He could not be entering into a better situation. If he's clearly still good, he's going to be better than Hardman. He's going to be better than Robinson. 
He's going to be better for Pringle. Anyone who watched the Chiefs the last two games that they played against the Ravens and against the Chargers certainly knows that they need some help at pass catcher. It just cannot all fall on Tyreek Hill and on Travis Kelsey, especially because it seems like perhaps Travis Kelsey had a small shoulder injury, or not Travis Kelsey, but Tyreek Hill maybe has a small shoulder injury. You know, I I think probably... Are there worse bids in the world than 10% of your budget on Josh Gordon? You'll know. And also the other thing is he might just become an easy cut, right? He might, he might uh, violate the protocols again. He might get dropped. Like, you know, there, there are a lot of different ways that that can go. Um, You know, the, the chiefs might cut him. They might put him on the practice squad. Like he could end up a very easy cut. Uh, I I don't get the sense that Josh Gordon is going to be a roster clogger, right? Like I think we should know, probably within two weeks or so if anything is going to end up happening there. Uh, another interesting guy, Nick Westbrook-Ikine. So he plays 78% of the snaps for the Titans, four targets, four receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, definitely do not think he is uh, a particularly good player, but with AJ Brown, uh, AJ Brown injured and how good the Titans offense has looked the last two weeks, uh, I do feel like he probably should be rostered, you know, 6'3", 220 pounds, 4.5240 at his pro day, was not a very good college wide receiver, uh, 25% dominator rating in college, uh, an 18% target share of the offense at Indiana. But, you know, does he have more upside than like Demarcus Robinson or whatever, as the, as the ship chasing guys mocked me about last week? Yeah, yeah, he probably does. Um A.J. Green should be rostered in 12-team leagues at this point. Uh, if A.J. Green has been dropped in any of your leagues, I mean, he just he's played 80%, 84%, and 79% of the snaps for the Cardinals. Five receptions, 112 yards. Uh, I wonder when the last time A.J. Green had a 100-yard game is. The last time A.J. Green had a 100-yard game was against the Kansas City Chiefs in 2018. So, Look, I don't know. He's, he's he's maybe Kyler Murray's number two wide receiver at this point. That guy needs to be owned. I, I'm not as interested in the Colts guys, you know, Pascal, Paris Campbell. I, I would rather probably have Westbrook Akine than those guys. Deshaun Jackson, not playing a huge role inside of this Rams offense, but he is playing a deep role. And And for whatever reason, he only played 5% of the snaps against Indianapolis. He played 32% of the snaps against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that was probably more a specific game plan thing, wanting to get some deep targets to him as opposed to Robert Woods. And I am a little worried about Robert Woods' role at this point. Um, Rashad Bateman looks like he is going to come off of the IR sooner than expected. In fact, might even return to practice this week. Rashad Bateman should be owned in every league. And I know that I was arguing with Pat Crane last week about dropping him in our main event, not expecting him to return to practice this early. So Bateman, a guy, I would definitely check your main events, check your football guys, players championships to see if Bateman has been dropped. I guarantee Bateman has been dropped in a lot of your 12 team leagues. Uh, You know, we saw last week, we saw how that Marquise Brown is just really not, he's just not really cut out to be a wide receiver one for whatever reason. And, Maybe the drops will alleviate themselves. I guess the more interesting thing is that Sammy Watkins has 22 targets through three games. I would anticipate Bateman really eating into that as opposed to eating into Marquise Brown. And Lamar has looked pretty 
capable throwing the ball. 87 passing attempts through three games. Um, you know, that that is better than the pace that he has been on before in his career. You know, he might get to 500 passing attempts or, or something like that this season. So we are interested in Bateman. We are also interested in Anthony Miller. And you know what? Anthony Miller might be a better speculative ad at this point than Josh Gordon because he is clearly going to have a role on this team with all of the injuries. He played 64% of the Houston Texans snaps last week. He was targeted six times. Now, Davis Mills certainly is not going to um, be breaking any passing records, but 11 targets for Brandon Cooks, six targets for Anthony Miller. Jordan Aikens had five targets. He's maybe another cheap little name, but the other Houston wide receivers uh, combined to do nothing. Chris Conley had one target. Mark Ingram and Rex Burkett each had one target, but no other Houston Texans wide receiver was even targeted. So Anthony Miller, uh, I, I actually think you could spend over 10% of your budget on Anthony Miller because Miller has been a good player. He was a good player at Memphis. Um, he was a good player his rookie season for the Chicago Bears. And, you know, for whatever reason, just kind of got left for dead. But I mean, uh, as a rookie, seven touchdowns, 39 touches, got a couple rushing attempts that season as well. I, I am interested in adding Anthony Miller. The tight end landscape, uh, Tyler Conklin definitely needs to be owned at this point. Um, you know, he is just playing a ton, 71%, 80%, and 72% of snaps. I, I think Tyler Conklin should be added in most 12-team leagues. If you have been, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, Gerald Everett's and Everett Ingr and Evan Ingram's and stuff like that, uh, Evan Ingram, by the way, if he's been dropped in your league, he was targeted six times on a limited number of routes against the Falcons. But Tyler Conklin needs to be added in fantasy leagues at this point. Dalton Schultz, he should, if Dalton Schultz is out there in your main event, I expect him to be very expensive this week. Uh, in tight end premium formats, I expect Dalton Schultz to go for, you know, 20% or more of your budget. He's played 68%, 73%, and 69% of the snaps for the Cowboys. Um, he's been targeted a ton relative to Blake Jarwin. He is third on the team with 15 targets. Blake Jarwin only has nine targets. That's the same amount of targets as Cedric Wilson. Tony Pollard has eight targets. So, so Dalton Schultz is involved in this offense, needs to be owned. I will be making some pretty aggressive bids on him this week. Pat Fryermuth, another guy, just looks like he is going to get more of the short area receptions for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 50%, 59%, and 36% of the targets, but he has been targeted more often than Eric Ebron, especially with Deontay Johnson out. Fryermuth has 10 targets. Ebron only has seven with one reception. So Fryermuth worth a, a small bid this week. And then I wonder if Dan Arnold is also worth some bids this week. He got traded from the Carolina Panthers to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then by association, Tommy Tremble as well, who is going to be the tight end remaining there in Carolina. He's played 19%, 28%, and 26% of the snaps. Scored, weirdly enough, um, a rushing touchdown last week. Uh, Ian Thomas has played more, but definitely one thing we have learned about Ian Thomas is that he does not earn targets when he runs routes. So last week, Ian Thomas played 51%. Uh, Dan Arnold played 37%. Colin Thompson played 27%. And Tommy Tremble played 26%. I think like a $1 or $2 bid on Tommy Tremble is um, is not the worst thing I've ever seen. But the, the, your, your priority at the tight end position this week is Dalton Schultz and Tyler Conklin. 
So uh, that's the waiver wire for this week. I would urge, you know, it, it feels like, oh, the waiver wire has been bad two weeks in a row. We're never going to get any other good ads. Uh, you know, I would urge you, of course, to always be a little bit patient with those things. A lot of us have already blown fab on Tyson Williams and on Elijah Mitchell. There are going to be other opportunities later in the season. Um, you know, there are some chances for some wide receivers this week with Josh Gordon and Anthony Miller. They could definitely change the direction of the season. And of course, you know, if you are, if you've been in a tough spot at quarterback, Sam Darnold, Taylor Heineke, Jameis Winston, uh, Jimmy G, some of these guys can be added as well. You know, if you've been starting Trevor Lawrence or, or, or things like that, you know, I, I would always encourage you to, uh, I would always encourage you to you know, just always be proactive on the waiver wire. And of course, you can always reach out to me on Twitter with questions and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.